Happy Halloween, my friends. Welcome back to the What If Project podcast, Halloween spooky edition. My name is Glenn. I'm your host. And uh, this is episode number 228. Jordan, my daughter, is amped for Halloween today. She is psyched. Uh, She's going to be Winnie Sanderson from Hocus Pocus. She's five, by the way. Uh, So she's got her dress and she got a broom. She's got a hat. And uh, she's been flying around the house, casting spells. Uh, she is like Miss Halloween. She loves Halloween. Uh, like the creepier, the better. She's weird. <laughs> she likes to go to Halloween City. And uh, look look at all the, she calls them step on things, like the zombies and the vampires and the demons and stuff. And she's a little bit scared of some of them, like a little bit nervous at first. But then she like makes friends with them. Like last time, we, went, we go there like all the time multiple times a week they know us by name at this place and so last time we went there there was like this this little zombie boy and he had like blood dripping off of his face because i guess like he ate somebody and she says oh before we leave i have to go say goodbye to the zombie boy (laughs) she goes over and says bye zombie boy see you next time if somebody buys you i hope you enjoy your new home like she makes friends with these things it's it's amazing so Anyway, we're excited for Halloween, trick-or-treating tonight. Uh, we'll see We'll see what kind of loop we get. Uh, of course, I got to go through the loop. You want, you want to check it, right, as a parent to make sure all the packages are closed. But sometimes you might sneak like a Kit Kat, you know, just because, I don't know, I put in the effort, I put in the work to, you know, to check the candy, to check each individual piece. And so every once in a while, you might need to sneak one, you know, Kit Kat. Those are my favorites. Um, Skittles, I like them too. I'm not big on Butterfingers. Not big on those. Reese, Reese's, I got, I mean, Reese's for sure. Pop them in the fridge because they're, they're better when they're cold, right? Anyway, so candy tonight, trick-or-treating. It's going to be, it's going to be a good time. Today's episode though is one I've been sitting on for a little while because I wanted to release it today on Halloween because we're talking to Brittany Muller who wrote a book called The Contemplative Tarot. A Christian Guide to the Cards, to Tarot Cards. And if you've been following me on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, my blog, uh, I've, I've, I, got a, I got a deck of tarot cards about five months ago. And I've been pulling these cards uh, every day and studying them, thinking about them, asking God, asking Jesus, asking the Christ, the Divine, to speak to me through them. And I found some interesting parallels or overlaps between the cards and what they mean to me, even what they mean to other people, and what it says in places like the Bible, right, the New Testament, uh, the Old Testament, and various other religious texts. Fascinating stuff. And so Brittany is a Catholic. And so she comes at the tarot cards with this very unique perspective. And her book actually takes you through each card and ties each card into various uh, passages of scripture. Really, really interesting stuff. And so I'm new to this whole world. I was always told, and I'll talk about it in the episode, like this is demonic stuff, stay away from it. So I was really nervous. Even though I don't like believe those kind of things anymore, I was really nervous. Like the inner soldier inside was like, you can't pick up tarot cards. <laughs> you are going to have demons in you. 
As I was really nervous and really hesitant to get started with this stuff, but I can't stop. Uh, I, I just, I feel like I've heard the voice of the divine so many times. And sometimes like I'll read something in my Bible and I'll pull a card and, and, and the, 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 the message I get, it's like the same. It's really weird. It's really interesting. And so anyway, she's going to talk to us all about it. And uh, yeah, this is, we'll see, we'll see where it goes. I have other people coming on the show lined up. Uh, for later this year and early next year who are coming at tarot cards from a non-Christian perspective. And so they give us a different take on the cards. Uh, but I think this is, I think these are really valuable tools. Like if you're, if you're looking for fresh ways to listen and to hear from God, uh, these cards will help you do that. And uh, Brittany's book is a great, great tool. Like if you want to read, look at the cards alongside of your Bible uh, and see the overlap between the two and see how God might be speaking to you through both of those avenues uh, to come into one concise message, her book is a must-get. You have to get it. Uh, go to Amazon now and buy it. And even if you're a little bit hesitant, you don't have to get cards right away. Get the book. Read through the book a little bit. Get a sense for what the cards are. She talks about the history of the cards, all the things. Really good stuff. I think you'll enjoy it. So the Contemplative Tarot uh, with Brittany Muller. I will put the uh, link in the show notes. I'll also put in the show notes the link to my book. Patreon, buy me a coffee if you want to support the show. All the different things. But that said, my friends, again, happy Halloween. Episode number 228 with Brittany Muller. Enjoy. The patience paid off. Now it's go time. Go time. The worries all around me. I'ma give mine. Born in the Queen City. Got the 4-9. Go to Green Trip. Told me where the cosign. So people doubted me. That's close to me. That's their regret. When I make it, I'ma take it. All I do is rest. Remain grinding. Self-care. That's when I'm at my best. A little crazy. That's when I'm at a test. Feeling tuned. Yeah, we riding. Yeah, we rolling. All the way to the ocean. Uh, I thought I told you got the sauce, yeah. I told you got the sauce. Remember, boy, got the sauce, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we riding, yeah, we rolling. All the way to the ocean. Uh, I thought I told you got the sauce, yeah. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Today we're sitting down with a brand new guest. Her name is Brittany Muller, and she wrote an amazing book that has really uh, helped expand my spirituality and how I hear from God. Uh, the book is called The Contemplative Tarot, A Christian Guide to the Cards. And so, Brittany, uh, welcome to the podcast. We have a lot of things to talk about. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm excited uh, to talk. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So maybe we can start uh, with a little bit about you and your story mm -hmm. uh, and your spiritual journey, because you're a Christian who uses mm -hmm. uh, tarot cards to connect with God. And mm -hmm. because of you and a few other people, I'm also <laughs> one of those people now. <laughs> But these cards, you know, many Christians have been told that uh, they're like a device that's evil, that they're anti-God, they're from the devil. So maybe before we get into the cards and what they are and what they aren't, just tell us a bit about your story, your your journey and how you got to this place today where you wrote this amazing book. Yeah, yeah. Um, I grew up mostly Catholic. Um, mm -hmm. So I also grew up in a religious tradition that told me that tarot cards were, you know, dangerous mm -hmm. and pick um, your word sort of, <laughs> yeah yeah evil like yeah. you know a gateway to the occult like yep. if you play with them it will invite demons into your life and um yeah so I'm very familiar with that line of thinking yeah. um 
but yeah, I was raised um, mostly Catholic. My family converted to Catholicism when I was 13. Um, and for me, Catholicism was the religious tradition that I um, really latched onto. And I was a really devout Catholic um, during my teenage years. Mm. And in college, I had um, a crisis of faith, mm. I guess. Um, I The kind of Catholicism I grew up in was very dogmatic. Mm -hmm. um, it didn't really leave a lot of room for doubt or... Um, questioning. Mm -hmm. And for me, as I like became an adult and left home and started to become started to be exposed to like other people who are not like me, um, <laughs> and, like different religious traditions. It's weird how that happened. Right? Um, yeah, yeah. It's like, well, maybe the Catholic Church doesn't have all the answers. What do I do? Right. You know, and I felt like I couldn't be a Christian and also have any sort of questions or doubt. Yeah. Um, so I just sort of left organized religion altogether for um, a pretty long time, close to 10 years. Mm. Um, and it was during this time that I came to tarot mm. because I didn't want to be part of a church. I didn't want to be part of any sort of organized religion, but I had grown up in a religious home and there were a lot of things that I missed about religion. Mm. Um, I I missed prayer and I missed ritual and I missed um, the ways in which religion put me in touch with my interior self mm. and my spiritual life. And for me, tarot was sort of a nice replacement mm -hmm. for that for a long time. So I picked up a tarot deck. I think I was like 25 when I bought my first deck. Mm -hmm. um, and I just fell in love with it. It mm -hmm. was amazing. Um, I never really used it for divination because that was never something that was particularly interesting to me or something that I felt drawn to. Mm -hmm. um, I, I feel like I'm kind of like a high strung anxious person to begin with. And like, for me, like it's better to like not know the future. Like right. I don't need like more things to worry about, right. you know? Um, but I loved using tarot for like journaling prompts and um, sort of like meditation and reflection. Um, and I used tarot this way for um, several years and um, was really surprised, I guess, mm -hmm. um, by the amount of Christian imagery in the cards mm -hmm. themselves, um, which is, I'm sure, something that we'll talk about like mm -hmm. later in the podcast. Um, but there is a lot of Christian imagery in the cards because of tarot history and for me, that's that was like the really sneaky thing about tarot. Tarot wound up sort of leading me back to Christianity and back mm -hmm. to faith, um, just by sort of exposing me to Christian ideas again for the first time in a really long time. That's really cool. It's it's funny because the first time I, I picked up a tarot deck was 
I mean, well, I'm just fresh into it, like maybe five months ago. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what I was going to get into. I was like, I don't know what, I don't know. I feel like the in, the internal soldier inside of me was like, you can't do this because it's evil. Right, right. <laughs> right? Yes, yes. <laughs> I felt like, the same way. Yeah, I'm like, I'm open of, like, up this. internal conflict about it. Yeah, but like, I want to open up this thing and see see what it is. And so I, I opened it up. I'm like, oh, these don't seem very scary. Like, they don't seem like these are horrendous pictures that I'm looking at. So I'm like, all right, mm. so that makes it a little bit easier. Then I got like a, a book and started to read like a little bit about what they mean. I'm like, oh, like I see parallels to the Bible in here because like yeah. I grew up and I went to Bible college. I went to seminary. So like I studied all the different things. I'm like, mm-hmm. I see a lot of different parallels between like parables of Jesus and teachings of Paul and For things sure. in the old Testament prophecies and things that are being said in these cards. Like, cool. Like as, as like a whole nother yeah. language that I can, I can maybe begin to learn where I can hear from God. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's how I felt about it too. And even in the book, I draw a lot of parallels between different cards and different parables and Bible stories. I feel like tarot um, is such a great tool for Mm -hmm. storytelling. And I love that you brought up parables because um, that's one way that I talk about tarot um, with people who are unfamiliar with it and maybe kind of freaked out Mm -hmm. by it. Um, (laughs) Like I think of it as a set of 78 images that are all sort of interconnected and are really good at, telling stories um which is the the same thing jesus did (laughs) you know yeah um and it sort of removes some of the like spookiness from tarot yeah for people i feel like definitely definitely and for our listeners uh if you do pick up this book uh like Brittany said at the beginning of every chapter every section whatever you want to call it you have like a bible verse to go with Mm -hmm. a particular card and then you give some background of that card and then you tie it into scripture or different stories around scripture and then you have questions at the end of every piece as well mm-hmm. that kind of spark some internal thinking so to your point you do that with every single card which i think it's fantastic because it really helps break down the wall that people might feel exists between them and these cards because of their yeah for past. sure yeah all right so what can you tell us about the history uh, of these cards because like we said for many of us we were taught they came from the occult we were taught mm-hmm. the occult is bad uh, they came from the devil. Obviously, right, the right. devil's bad. <laughs> and so, like, I have, I went on my shelf before we started talking. I got this book, The Bondage Breaker, which was a huge book for me when I was uh-huh. in Bible college. And in this book, like, there's a whole section on tarot cards and about how tarot cards are, like, an entry point for the for the devil, stuff like that. Oh and I was gosh. reading it just to kind of, like, refresh. I'm like, yeah, like, I remember being in this space where I remember being uh-huh. very afraid of these cards. I think a lot of our listeners kind of came from that place but but you give a pretty detailed introduction in your book about where these cards came from i think you said we don't know a lot about them but we know like Mm -hmm. a little bit about the origins i was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about about that and then we'll talk about like what these cards are what they aren't but where did they come from what's their what's their history yeah um this is another thing i like to talk about with Mm -hmm. people who are really wary of tarot and it was one of the things that made me feel better about using tarot especially like in connection with my like faith practice Mm -hmm. um so tarot originated in renaissance italy Mm -hmm. um the first decks were made for italian nobles um and it was it was a card game Mm -hmm. (laughs) um that it's really interesting how little the structure of tarot has changed 
um, since the Renaissance. Mm. Um, so the first tarot decks were um, like four suit playing card decks, mm. um, very similar to the playing card decks we have now. Mm. Um, and then what was special about the tarot decks is that they created, um, the artists created a special fifth suit Mm. um that contained 21 illustrated cards and a full card um and the the tarot deck is still structured this way it's Mm -hmm. broken up into what we call the major arcana and the minor arcana Mm -hmm. and the major arcana is the the special fifth suit Mm -hmm. and the minor arcana are based on the four suits of like a playing card deck Mm -hmm. um and it was created to play a card game that's very similar to bridge. Like we know, we know the rules of the game. You can mm. still play um, the game of tarot. Mm. Um, and, you know, all of these illustrated figures in the special fifth suit were symbols and figures and archetypes that would have been really familiar to um, nobles during the Italian Renaissance. Mm. Um, so there is a lot of Christian symbolism and Christian imagery in the cards themselves. Um, mm. You have Christian virtues like temperance and justice um, and fortitude. Mm. Um, you have sort of like biblical archetypes Um like judgment Mm -hmm. and death and the devil um which is a card that really freaks people out but (laughs) the devil is like a figure in christianity um but yeah that was something that was really fascinating to me Mm -hmm. in learning about the history of tarot because like i grew up thinking tarot was like sort of in the same category as like ouija boards you know like you just didn't want to like you didn't want to mess with it um but tarot existed in Europe as a card game for hundreds of years before yeah. it had any association with the occult. Um, it sort of like bopped around Europe mm. as kind of an obscure card game until um, the 18th century. Mm. Um, France went through like a big occult revival in the 18th century. And you had a lot of occultists who were um sort of like doing their thing and they latched onto tarot Mm. and that was the point at which tarot became associated with the occult um with like divination and fortune telling and occult ritual and stuff like that Mm. um but for me it's really fascinating to know that tarot existed for hundreds of years before it had any of those associations you know that's why i think it's so interesting because we've been told that it came from this this place like it 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 existed in this this evil world that's like where it came from but in reality like you said it existed for a long time before that so if it existed for a long time before it had any associations with a cult or um divination or whatever and i think that that when you you realize when you realize that like i feel like it just it brings so much freedom to being able to explore what these cards could mean so is there like is there a time then when it came involved at all in the church because that's another thing i was always told is that 
Like it had nothing to do ever do with the church. The church never had anything to do with it. So it's always mm-hmm. far away from the church, separate from the church. Like, is there ever mm-hmm. a time in history that you know of when these cards were used at all in Christian practices before recently? I I don't know of any before mm. recently. I am not the first person to have this idea. There <laughs> is um one of so there are a lot of there are a lot of theories on like how and where tarot originated mm-hmm. um and you know like not obviously all of them can be true um but my favorite um my favorite of these sort of like pop theories of how tarot originated mm-hmm. um there are some people who believe that tarot originated um with the waldensians who were sort of like a pre-reformation sort of like pseudo-protestant sect in Mm. christian europe Mm. um and that they created the tarot to teach people uh bible stories because at the time people Mm. like most people were illiterate um and uh, there's no evidence that that's true but Mm. i I think it's a really cool cool theory yeah (laughs) Uh, it's a cool theory and i think like in theory, like that, that could be possible. I think you could use tarot to like teach people Christian theology, obviously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also, I'm, I'm not the first person to uh, have this idea. I'm not sure. the first person to write a book on tarot and Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a book called Meditations on the Tarot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard of it. Yeah, or... actually, I have it uh read it it's um yeah let's see where is it it is this one yes yeah it's um it's gigantic Mm -hmm. um and it was i think the english translation was published in like the 1980s Mm. um but it was written by a a man named valentin tomberg who was like an occultist who converted to catholicism Mm. and then wrote um, this massive book on the tarot um, and it's like a little bit esoteric mm-hmm. and a little bit out there but it also um, it was something that like people in the church knew about mm-hmm. people in the catholic church at least um like Hans Urs von Balthasar wrote mm-hmm. the uh, afterward for the English edition. And he's one of the like most famous Catholic theologians of the 20th century. Mm-hmm. He was like a very well-respected dude. Um, and there's a photo of Pope John Paul II with um, the German edition of Meditations on the Tarot, like on his desk. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a thing that like, people knew about Mm -hmm. (laughs) um and it was it was a thing that some people at least were like ostensibly okay with Mm -hmm. um but I don't think it's something that has yet entered like um popular culture I guess in Christianity I feel like it's not something yet that people are um super comfortable with or the church um 
would be like, yeah, cool, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like you know? it's almost like an underground movement, if that, for lack mm-hmm. of a better phrase, because like I, there's a few people who I I follow who I've had in the podcast who I have a lot of respect for, and they posted a couple things here and there about tarot, and like somebody posted like a picture of one of the cards, and then like with candles lit and stuff. I'm like, that's interesting. And then somebody yeah. else posted something. I'm like, that's interesting. And then I came across your book. I'm like, oh, this is really interesting because here it says right on the title, <laughs> you know, a title of Christian. I'm like, what, what, what exactly is this? And then I started to do more digging. And then I came across different books. And it just seems like there's there's this movement of people out there who have been exploring this par- these parallels for a long time. And I think that sure. once you realize that it's not just one or two people who mm-hmm. are trying to make this, you know, make a connection between these two worlds, once you realize that that connection has existed for quite some time even if we haven't known about it I think again it just brings a lot of freedom to go and explore these things on our own yeah for sure I've been it's really interesting to talk about this with Christians because I always sort of expect that they'll be really freaked out by it but that's not always the case sometimes I talk about this with people you know people will like I'll meet people and they'll ask me what I what I do and I'll tell them about this book yeah and they'll be like, oh, that's really interesting. Like I have a friend who's a Christian who like plays around with tarot cards or whatever. Um, like one of the interesting things about publishing the book and talking about it with so many mm. people is that it's not quite as like a weird niche thing as I thought it was, yeah. you know, maybe like three or four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. I've had a lot of people like I, I've written a couple of things on my blog about it. I've done you know, a couple of things on Instagram. I've kind of just like been dangling it out there just to kind of see what the response yeah. would be from people. And I've had a lot of people message me and say, oh, this is really interesting because I've always been slightly nervous about them, but slightly intrigued about them. And here mm-hmm. you are doing this. I'm like, oh, well, you have to go follow Brittany. You have to go follow this person, this person, because yeah. there's a whole world out there to explore. And I think it's just, it's helping people, I think, hear from God, hear from the divine, whatever, in a different way. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think people are intrigued by it because there is like I mean there is Christian imagery in the cards yeah you know and like if you like even like a casual glance through the cards you're going to see that I don't feel like it's like hidden wisdom or anything in the cards like it's very overt um and so I think that's part of why people um are curious about it you know yeah and i think the cards too like they have you can correct me if i'm wrong but it feels like they have different meetings for different people which mm-hmm. operates a lot like a bible verse right because there's so yeah, many times sure. you know you can have 10 people in a room who read a bible verse or a story and you get 10 different things out of it and everybody's like oh that's like really interesting like i never looked at it that way before but the same with the cards because right. i could open up two different books and two different people say two different things about the cards. And I feel something yeah. different about the cards. But if you bring it all together, it just brings a whole different truth or element to light, which I think is really interesting. Yeah, for sure. And what you said before, too, about like for me, I've gone through this faith evolution, rethinking, deconstruction, whatever you want to call it. And for a while, it was really hard for me to pick up my Bible because I felt like it mm-hmm. carried so much baggage for me. And I'm sure you could probably relate to that. Uh, oh, absolutely. Too, right? Like I couldn't read. <laughs> Paul, like apart from any of the theology classes I had in seminary, which now I'm look, I'm realizing were some of the things I took away from that were like so toxic and traumatizing just in a lot of different ways. I'm like, I can't read my Bible without yeah. having that lens in front of me. But having these cards has helped me almost have a different lens and to mm-hmm. kind of look, be able to pick up my Bible again and be able to see 
parallels that uh, have always been there that maybe I didn't notice before. Yeah, I've had a lot of people come to me and and tell me that they have a similar relationship with tarot Mm -hmm. now. Um, A lot of like my audience for the book Mm -hmm. is like ex-Christians, especially like Mm ex-evangelicals who want to hold on to some part of their faith. But like you said, like they don't want to like pick up a Bible, (laughs) Um, right? you know, or like go to church Mm -hmm. often for like very valid reasons. Yeah and tarot and the christian imagery and the cards is a way for them to sort of explore having a spiritual life again in a way that feels um safe and like not traumatizing yeah Um, it's been really interesting yeah the other day i put up a some kind of video on on tiktok and somebody said to me i always thought the tarot cards were like witchcraft i thought that's what they were and so Mm -hmm. then i i responded and i did like another video and i just said for me like I'm in this place where I'm learning to hear God's voice in multiple different areas. Like I used to think I could only hear God in the Bible. Like you have the Bible. What else do you need? You know, like that's, right, right. that's all you need. And so I just only place I would go to hear from God. But now I'm like, I hear God through Jewish scriptures, Buddhist scriptures, like different types yeah. of writings, poetry. And it's like, so why not sure. the tarot cards? You know, why not? And I, you know, I said, yeah. when you see different things overlap from all these different texts, all these different traditions, I think that shows that it's not like that tradition doesn't have a hold on that truth, but that truth is wired into the DNA of the universe. So it gets everywhere. Mm -hmm. So why not in tarot? (laughs) Yeah, I love that. For me, it was like a a very like after after growing up in like a very sort of dogmatic religion, Mm -hmm. it, it was a very humbling experience for me to like come back to faith through the tarot. Yeah. Because... I, I just feel like it was a very heart opening thing for me mm-hmm. um, because now I'm at a point where it's like, who am I to say like where anybody can hear God's voice in right. like any medium, yeah. you know, like yep. anyway, yeah. it's just it's so interesting to me. It, it really is. So let's get a little bit practical. Um, if you could uh-huh. t- talk to me a little bit about like your, your practice, like for someone listening, who's wondering, you know, what in the world this looks like for somebody who's like a normal everyday person to use tarot cards on a regular basis. Like how do tarot cards fit into your Brittany's uh, daily spiritual walk? Maybe take us like a day in the life. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, So I have, I have two kids. Mm -hmm. um, So I'm pretty busy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I do, I have like a morning prayer practice. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm a morning person. I like to have my quiet time in the morning before my kids wake up. I'm that way too. Um, nice. Up, I, yeah. know, I know some parents who are like <laughs> night owls and it's like, I have to go to sleep when my kids go to sleep because I'm just too exhausted at the end yeah. of the day. Um, so yeah, in the morning I wake up before my kids do, I make coffee mm-hmm. and I sit with um, my tarot deck and my prayer book mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I think you could do this with like a Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, I am Catholic again. Um, so I pray, um, the liturgy of the hours, which is like the universal prayer of the Catholic church. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like what like monks and nuns pray. Mm-hmm. Um, so I sit down with my tarot deck and my prayer book and I 
the first thing I do is draw a tarot card. Mm -hmm. I think you could draw multiple cards and mm -hmm. I sort of experimented with that. But for me, um, I really like the simplicity of drawing just like one card a day. Yeah. Um, it's all my brain can things... handle on a good day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It keeps things from being like overwhelming for me. Yeah. Um, so I draw a card and I spend like five or 10 minutes just looking at the card. Um, and I like to talk about this with people um, in the context of Visio Divina, mm -hmm. um, which is a prayer practice. Um, it's Latin for divine seeing, and it's a prayer practice that involves praying with images, mm -hmm. um, which is something that like, when I talk about this with people, it's something that Catholics are like, yeah, I get it. And evangelicals are, are, are like, not always so sure about. <laughs> um, <laughs> it feels like a very Catholic practice. Mm. Um, but it's, it's like a contemplative practice that involves looking at an image um, with like open eyes and an open heart and sort of letting God speak to you through that image. Yeah. And I think it's possible to do that with tarot. Mm -hmm. And that's what I try to do every morning um, when I pull a tarot card. Mm. So I spend a few minutes looking at the card and sort of contemplating it, meditating on it. And then I set it aside and I sort of keep it in my mind as I go through my prayers for the day. Mm. Um, and my prayers involve, um, you know, Psalms, passages from the Bible, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, and it's always, it's always really interesting to, sort of put the tarot card as like a lens over whatever scripture passages I'm mm -hmm. reading that day, because it often, um, it often, I, I feel like opens doors that mm -hmm. like, I, I would not notice otherwise. Sure. Um, it sort of like brings certain themes and ideas to the forefront. Mm. Um, that I, I just might not like otherwise recognize. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's really interesting mm -hmm. to use tarot as just like another layer of my prayer practice, if yeah. that makes sense. No, that makes a lot of sense. It was, I think it was Richard Rohr who talked about how like the scriptures are like a diamond and every time you turn them and the light is them a different way, you see right, something right. different. And I feel like that's true with tarot because you can, have the same passage maybe that you're meditating on for let's say three or four days mm -hmm. and you pull a different card every day and you read that passage alongside the card and you might right, see something right. very different in that passage depending on what came to light in the card that's been right, my experience exactly. yeah yeah for yeah, sure which i think is really cool so if you were to like recommend to somebody like who wants to start using tarot maybe they're they're the people who came mm -hmm. from our kind of background where they were told this is off limits, but they're intrigued by it. Mm -hmm. uh, where would you recommend that they begin like kind of using this in their own daily practice? Obviously your book is a huge help. Is there, you know, obviously you just wrote your book. So there's other things that have influenced you along your mm -hmm. journey. Is there any kind of book that you would recommend people get in addition to your book? Um, mm -hmm. Any kind of help that you could offer them? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think 
like buying a deck is a great first step. Mm-hmm. Um, and people always ask me like, what deck should I get? <laughs> there's so um, many. Because there, there's so <laughs> I went to the bookstore. So I was like, holy many. moly. <laughs> there's so many. Yeah. <laughs> um, I often recommend that people get um, the Smithwaite deck because there's so many decks that are based on its imagery. It's mm-hmm. a really popular deck. It's the deck I used for the book. Mm-hmm. I have my like trusty little deck right here. Yeah. But I mean, like the these are like the images mm-hmm. that I feel like people connect with the tarot. Yeah. Um, but I also, I feel like not everybody is going to connect with, um, you know, the same deck. Mm-hmm. And I do think, um, especially because the way I use tarot is very connected to this idea of Visio Divina and like letting mm-hmm. art um, speak to you I do feel like it's really important to have a deck um, that you enjoy looking at mm-hmm. <laughs> you know and that is inspiring for you um, there are also like specifically Christian tarot decks mm-hmm. um, which I often recommend for people who are who are like you know I'm kind of curious about this but also it still kind of freaks me out a little bit. Um, <laughs> I needed to feel very Christian if I'm going to get into <laughs> right, it. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. There's, yeah. um, there's the Tarot of the Saints by Robert Place, which is out of print, mm. but you can usually find um, copies on like eBay and places like that. Mm. Um, there's a tarot deck that's based on like Byzantine iconography. Mm-hmm. Um, that's like obviously very Christian. Um there are others too. It's mm-hmm. they're they're not super hard to find. Um and then as far as books go, I do think my book is great. Mm-hmm. There are not a lot of other um books that specifically focus on tarot and Christianity, yeah. but there are a lot of books that I recommend that um sort of teach you tarot from the perspective of using tarot in like a therapeutic way Mm. or like a meditative way rather than um, like a divinatory or fortune telling kind of way. Mm -hmm. Um, I recommend often um, Jessica Dore's book called Tarot for Change Mm. um, because she, she writes about um, using tarot for like, self-growth which Mm -hmm. I really like Mm -hmm. um and I'm trying to remember what the other one is Robert Place wrote a tarot book um that I really like let me look up the name of it real quick yeah sure Mm -hmm. oh it's called the tarot history symbolism and divination Mm. um and I really like it because he gives a great overview of the history of tarot. Mm-hmm. Um, and in his definitions of the cards, um, I feel like he does a great job sort of writing about the um, like cultural and philosophical context of mm-hmm. the cards, um, like from the Italian Renaissance which for me was really helpful. I think it's important too. you know, you've said a couple of times about divination. I think that's a lot of, I think that's the association that a lot of people have with the cards mm-hmm. that they're for fortune telling, because that's, that's the image. I think that a lot of us were given is that they're used 
they come out like around Halloween time and you know there's fortune right, exactly. telling and all these different things. Yeah. And I think it's it's important for people to realize it's important for me to realize that they can be used in that way in some instances, but mm-hmm. that's not necessarily the way, only way that they're they're used and that they're they're really they can be used to kind of bring to light things in our lives that we've maybe overlooked, we've maybe forgotten mm-hmm. about, maybe we need some a divine force to kind of shine a light on something that maybe we're not seeing in our life. And I think that's, Mm -hmm. that's the same reason why a lot of us open up our Bible is because we're looking Mm -hmm. for God to show us something about a particular situation or something about our life that maybe we're overlooking. And I think that if you look at the cards through that lens, as opposed to the divination lens, you, you, you come away with something much different. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. All right. So I cleared this with you before uh, we hit record, but I was wondering if we could end with you doing uh, like a tarot reading for our listeners, perhaps pull a card on all of our behalf. Uh, show yeah. us that it's not super scary, complicated. Yeah. Demons aren't going to jump out of our <laughs> screens. And I'll leave us with some uh, wisdom or some word of encouragement. For sure. <laughs> yeah. No, I love that idea. I've done like a number of podcasts, mm-hmm. obviously, um, like for, with like the book release. And nobody has asked me to do like a tarot oh, reading. There you go. And First I one. That. Now people are going to steal the idea, which is fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love this. So I pulled the Ten of Cups. Mm. Um, I I love the Ten of Cups. Um, so the I'll try to keep this quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to talk a little bit about the the structure of sure. um, the tarot deck as a whole. Um. So the Ten of Cups is part of the minor arcana. It's part mm-hmm. of the, the suit that's based on like a, a playing card deck. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are four suits and each one is numbered one through 10. Mm-hmm. And I, I do feel like there's um, a sort of like loose progression or like a loose through line through each of the four suits Mm -hmm. and so for me the 10 really represents like a completion of Mm -hmm. the suit and in my book I write about the suit of cups as um, an expression of God's love for us um, an expression of divine love um, sort of how we wrestle with it how we accept it how we reject it how it changes us Um, And I love that the suit ends with um, the Ten of Cups because for me, it's a very um, doxological image. Mm. It's an image of praise and it's very sort of outward focused, Mm. um, which I really like. I think if we really, I think if we accept the love of God, and we really let it change us, then that divine love is going to flow through us to other people. Mm. Um, and so I think of the Ten of Cups as a real image of praise because mm. you have a couple with their, their arms open wide and you have two children playing next to them. Um, and then all the, the little cups mm. forming a rainbow and for me that's really an image of um sort of practically speaking like 
what an expression of divine love looks like you know care for um the earth care for one's home care for one's family um and almost a, a gratitude for the way divine love changes us mm. if that makes sense yeah it's almost like an invitation to express that love and an invitation mm-hmm. to receive it at the same time mm-hmm. right for sure yeah wow that's awesome can you hold up the card one more time just so people can see it i will yeah yeah and then if you're if you're listening and not watching you can always go to google and just type in yeah. Ten of cups it'll pop up <laughs> it will awesome. it'll pop up well, hey, uh, Brittany, we're just about out of time, uh, but this has been a lot of fun. I really thank you for making time for me and for our listeners yeah. and uh, for the wonderful work that you're doing. Yeah, it was so fun talking with you. Thank you. And before you go, where can people find you online? What's the best places to go to find you to interact with your work and, and yourself? Um, I am mostly on Instagram these days. Mm-hmm. So that's the best place to find me. Um, and I am blessed.vigil um, on Instagram. But I think you can also just look up my name on Instagram and yes. you'll find me. <laughs> well, I, will, I will put the link uh, in the show notes and uh, I'll put the link to the book in the show notes. And the book is actually in bookstores. It's in local, my local bookstore. It store. is. Yeah. 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 I went, I was like, oh, I know that book was on the bottom shelf, I think, because of the alphabet. I was going to move it to the top. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> awesome. I'll put the link to the show notes and maybe we can do this again. Sounds great. Thanks, Brittany. Wake up, get your morning started. Drinking daily coffee, got this money on my mind. The sun ain't always shining, but it's brighter days ahead. It's gonna get started, we can do what we wanna wake up. Wake up, wake get your morning started. Drinking daily coffee, got this money on my mind. The sun ain't always shining, but it's brighter days ahead. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Got myself to see the big picture. You're not alone, I'm right there with ya. Trust me, get up. Guess I gotta be more stricter. Keep my head up, getting more slicker. I know, yeah. Gotta move my feet, put in the motion. I know that every door I walk up to is bound to open. Wish it all could be so easy, I insert a token. Hit that thing on both sides, if the size is broken. Move on, oven cooking, I be on the slope. Grind anything I put my mind up to, I bound to be mine. Best to get it by my way. Follow suit and fall the line. Hope you gotta, hope you get it. Go and check the guidelines, yo. Wake up, get your morning started. Drinking daily coffee, got this money on my mind. The sun ain't always shining, but it's brighter days ahead. It's gonna get started, we can do what we wanna wake up. Wake up, get your morning started. Drinking daily coffee, got this money on my mind. The sun ain't always shining, but it's brighter days ahead. So I can see the sunrise Beauty all in the sky So really wipe all my cries Haven't felt this in a while Man, I can't even lie Living one day at a time Man, I'm just getting by Job is stressing me with all the nonsense Can't stop it Quitting, then I'm on my own terms Make a profit Making sure I'm counting every penny in my pocket Chessing ain't no checkers on my moves That's a promise just keep it real, bro, that's all that I know Waking up at crack of dawn, time not getting slow Keep it moving, I'ma do the same, need a full growth Before I blossom, gotta back up all my seeds on the low Let's go Yeah, keep it moving, I'ma do the same, need a full growth Yeah uh, Before I blossom, gotta pack up all my seeds on the low Let's go Wake up, get your morning started Drinking daily coffee, got this money on my mind